Well, that was kind of a confirmation after my note-taking this week and talking to the Lord, these prayer requests that's over miracles tonight. Um, and it's amazing what the Lord can do. I believe he can heal every one of those. Um, don't you? Um, I've seen many people healed. I've been to so many revivals and seen people jump up out of a wheelchair and take off running around the church. And it's just amazing to see what they can do. Um, I'd like to go over, there's around 83 miracles in the Old Testament. I promise I won't read them all. There's around 81 in the New, and that's all that I could look up this week, and I'm sure there's more of them. But to me, the first miracle is creation. We're here, the animals, the grass, everything. Creation is the first miracle to me. Um, if you believe in evolution, where organisms change over time, those organisms had to start somewhere and are complex enough, I don't think that it just happened by itself. I believe there's a mighty God that created that first organism that started everything. Um, as I've been working in the garden, getting everything ready, just even those little seeds that I plant in the dirt and I water and I take care of, it's amazing what comes out of those. I get tomatoes for months and months out of just a little bitty seed, and I think that's what the Lord does to me. He planted me, He nurtured me, and now I'm out every single day planting more and, and reproducing and spreading the word. Let's see here. I'd like to go just through it through a few of them. The first one is in uh, Exodus chapter 7, verses 8 through 10. Um, and this is where Aaron's staff becomes a snake. Um, it says, Then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, When Pharaoh speaks to you, saying, Show a miracle for yourselves, then you shall say to Aaron, Take your rod and cast it before Pharaoh and let it become a serpent. So Moses and Aaron went into Pharaoh, and they did so. Just as the Lord commanded, and Aaron cast down his rod, Pharaoh had before his servants, and it became a serpent. I think I would have been out of there. <laughs> as soon as that hit the ground, I would have been gone. But it's amazing, just those little things, what God can do, what he can turn things into. Um, the next one is in John chapter 9, uh, verses 1 through 34. A man born blind receives sight. Um, it says, Now as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth, and his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. I must work the works of him who sent me, while it is day, the night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had said these things, he spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. Could you imagine? You can go ahead. And he said to him, Go wash in the pond, of Salaman, which translated sent, he 
went and washed and came back seeing. Now, that was a long way away. If you look at a map, I believe that that's quite a ways away for a blind man to go to wash his eyes out, but he made it. Therefore, the neighbors and those who previously had seen that he was blind said, Is not this he who sat and begged? Some said, This is he. Others said, He is like him. He said, I am he. Therefore, they said to him, How were your eyes open? Sorry, I don't have my contacts in. <laughs> he answered and said, A man called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and said to me, Go to the pool and wash. So I went and washed and I received sight. Then they said to him, Where is he? He said, I don't know. They brought him who formerly was blind to the Pharisees. Now it was a Sabbath when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes. The Pharisees also asked him again how he had received his sight. He said to them, He put clay on my eyes and I washed and I see. If I went out and said that, people would think I was crazy <laughs> if they didn't know who had done it. Therefore, some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, because he does not keep the Sabbath. Others said, How can a man who is a sinner do such signs? And there was a division among them. They said to the blind man again, What do you say about him? Because he opened your eyes. He said, He is a prophet. But the Jews did not believe concerning him that he had been blind and received his sight until they called the parents of him who had received his sight. And they asked them, saying, Is this your son, who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? His parents answered them and said, We know that this is our son and that he was born blind. But by what means he now sees, we do not know. Or who opened his eyes, we do not know. He is of age, ask him, he will speak for himself. His parents said these things because they feared the Jews. For the Jews had agreed already that if anyone confessed that he was Christ, he would be put out of the synagogue. Therefore his parents said, he is of age, ask him. So they called again the man who's blind and said to him, Give God the glory. He knows that this man is a sinner. He answered and said, Whether he is a sinner or not, I do not know. One thing I know, that thou, well, I was blind, now I see. That's amazing, isn't it? And I think those things happen to me daily. I, I wasn't born blind, but every once in a while I'll have an ailment. And I pray and I pray and sometimes the Lord will let me have a sinus infection for a month before I'm healed. But we have to remember that he can do those things. Let's see here. Then, then they said to him again, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I told you already and you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciples? Then they revealed him and said, You are his disciple, but we are Moses' disciples. We know that God spoke to Moses as for the fellow. We do not know where he is from. The man answered and said to them, Why is this a marvelous thing 
that you do not know where he is from, yet he has opened my eyes. I wouldn't care where he's from as long as, as long as he opened my eyes. Now we know that God does not hear sinners, but is, and, sorry, <laughs> but if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, he hears him. Since the world began, it has been unheard of that anyone open the eyes of one who is born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. They answered and said to him, You were completely born in sin, and are you teaching us? And they cast him out. We're all born of sin. Um, but I believe we can come and ask Jesus for forgiveness and ask of him these things, and he will do it. Now, it's on his time. There are several times I ask him to do things and do things and do things. I think, are you ever going to do it? And I know we've heard sermons on this, and people preach about it all the time. And I've read this story so many times, and I know you all have read it more than I have. Um, the last time I preached, there was somebody that came up to me and said, how old are you? And I said, well, I'm 26. They said, are you sure you're old enough to preach? And I said, well, I think I just did it. <laughs> but it's amazing the way he works and Laren talking about a nine-year-old and uh, all these young ones with cancer and all these ailments that are going on and we're seeing it now more and more and more than we used to. And I think part of it happened, we just didn't know what was going on. But we had more faith in the Lord then, I believe. There was way more faith in the world than there is now. And with that faith, the Spirit moves more freely. I think we, we kind of second-guess the Spirit. When we get a word and we second-guess Him, and we do it over and over and over again, we don't let that flow freely through us. So I can pray for you, I can pray for me all I want, but if I don't open up and let the Spirit move, nothing's going to happen. Now, I recently I have a bachelor's in animal science, and I was applying for my doctorate, getting ready to go to vet school, and recently the Lord talked to me, and I changed paths. I'm now a funeral director and bomber, and so I work with people all day that don't talk back to me. So I get to preach and preach to them. It might be a little too late for them, but it helps me. But what amazes me is all these families that come through that Miss So-and-so or Mr. So-and-so is in heaven now. And everybody that's came through has went to heaven. But sadly, it's not that way. And it hurts my heart that it's not. I didn't make those decisions, but, but it's not true. Not everybody that comes through goes to heaven. And it's a very sad job when sometimes you know that person probably didn't go. But it's, it's amazing when I know that person went because I can see an angel sitting above them, watching them, guarding them. And it, it brings me comfort. I'm going to get back to my notes here. 
Um, I'm going to go over to Peter's mother-in-law being healed in Mark 1, verses 29 through 31. Now, as soon as they had come out of the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. But Simon's wife's mother lay sick with a fever, and they told him about her at once. Why they couldn't say mother-in-law then, I don't know. (laughs) So he came out and took her by the hand and lifted her up, and immediately the fever left her, and she served them. I think that was all of them. But how many times could it just be that simple that we go to him when we're sick, when we have an ailment, and be healed? Instead, we lay there, we try ibuprofen, we try Tylenol, we'll try ice packs, we'll switch over to the heating pad, and it doesn't work. Sometimes we have to go to him for things to work. You guys are quiet. (laughs) Do you believe that true? It's different on Wednesday, there's not as many people in here. You guys will have to make up for them. Um, If we go over to Luke chapter 13, verses 10 through 17. Now he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, and behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bent over and could in no way raise herself up. But when Jesus saw her, he called her over, to him and said to her, Woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. But the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, and he said to the crowd, There are six days on which men ought to work. Therefore come and be healed on them, and not on the Sabbath day. The Lord then answered him and said, Hypocrite, does not each one of you on the Sabbath loose his ox or donkey from the stall and lead it away to the water? So ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, who Satan had bound, think of it, for 18 years be loosed from the bond on the Sabbath? We're real quick to judge, aren't we? And when he he said these things, all his adversaries were put to the shame and all the multitude rejoiced for the glorious things that were done by him then he said what is the kingdom of God like and to who shall I compare it I'm quick I'm quick to judge it's real easy to do it I think we all do it at first glance we it just is how our mind works now, I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't go out and tell him, Lord, you shouldn't have done that today. I'd be scared to death. I'd be trembling. But they weren't. But it just, that, that story reminds me not to judge so quick. So many more things can be done when I, when I take a second and process, process things before I say them. Sometimes I wish those people I work on could reach up and slap me once in a while when I'm just mumbling. But uh, I have to make fun to get get through that job. But it has really blessed me. And I wanted to share that because you never know 
where God is going to put you. You never know. I was out working on cows, pulling calves. Just in, I loved my job. Wanted to go on to vet school. I already put in four years, just had four more to go. And just like that, he changed my path. And my wife and I prayed, and we prayed, and we prayed on it. And I was about to make the phone call, and I said, well, why don't we take one more day and pray about it just a little more? And we did, but uh, that's the path I was led down. And during that time, I've been able to see more miracles working in a funeral home. I'm able to talk with families. I'm able to lead people to the Lord in that field, and I believe that's why I'm there. We just started, my wife's been coming here longer than I have, and I'm used to filling in churches with about five people, so this was a big change for me. I wasn't ready to make this switch. I didn't know about a big church. I, I thought, can the Lord move in a big church like that with all those people in it? And, and this church has stuck. I've been to several. I've been to First Baptist. I've been, and they're wonderful churches, but this one, I see the Lord move here more than I have anywhere else. And, and I'm glad to call this home. But saying that, I believe we can see more miracles come through. We just have to put our personal feelings aside, our personal thoughts aside, and let the Spirit flow. I get in the way of that myself. The first time I came up to say something, I about shook out of my boots. But I let go of that seat up there. When he grabbed a hold of me, I let go. I tapped my wife on the shoulder. She thought I was going to the bathroom. And before she knew it, I ended up down here with a microphone in my hand. And I think you about fell over when I took it from you. <laughs> but after that, I knew this was home. And since then, he has been moving through me and moving through me and moving through me. And I have brought so many people to the Lord. And I wouldn't have ever done it unless it was for you all here. And I thank God for that every single day. But I see people come to church every day with these infirmities and, and troubles and, and they leave, they go out the doors with the same troubles. We don't use the altars as much as we should. I mean, every single service, I didn't care if it was Sunday or Wednesday, sometimes we'd go till midnight. Now we've got to get home by 9 o'clock so we can get in bed by 9.30 and watch the good doctor. They have DVRs now, so you can record it and stay here and become healed. <laughs> but it just amazes me how, we're, how, how things are changing, and we, we have to remember we cannot change the word. It's the same as it was 2,000 years ago as it is today. We don't have him walking and, and healing people himself on land, but he can do it through us. It's hard to believe that you can go up to somebody and lay hands on them and pray for them and the Spirit moves through you just like he was standing here. How many believe that? I believe it. Are you sure you believe it? 
But to me, we have to get to McDonald's before, before they close and the latte shut down or the coffee shut down. Or, and I am 26, about to be 27. My wife reminds me I'm close to 30 every day. She cuts my hair. Losing hair back here already. But I have to remember, doesn't matter how old I get, the new shows that come on, the new things that happen, I have to stay in the same exact word. I can't waver from it. And it's really easy to do. I feel sorry for kids that are growing up now, going into school. They're, they're just attacked by Satan every single day. It doesn't matter if they're in a public school, if they're in a private school, he's there. And if we don't remember to stick back to the word, he's going to get a hold of them. We see that today. Just turn on the TV. People are getting shot everywhere. And it's, it's crazy to me that we just, it's, it's okay. It's okay. Instead, our churches should be standing up, coming up to the altar and praying for those people. This church does an amazing job at it. But if we all got together and let the Spirit move through us, we could change what's happening in other cities. We could change what's happening in our own lives here. I didn't go too long tonight, but that's what the Lord gave me for this week.